Hello, universe. <clears throat> How you been? How are you going to be? Um, how are you going to be? Uh, I am going to be sleeping soon. I have been... Um, I, sometimes I will just get in a mood where I want to clean the fuck out of something. And then it turns into me cleaning the fuck out of everything in its vicinity. And so I've been in that mood since Monday morning, and I've been up for 54 hours. No drug. I mean, I've smoking weed, but uh, that's usually not something that keeps you up for 54 hours. And about four hours ago, it's currently, what, 122, 123, uh, around 9, I was like, okay, I got to lie down, and I, this is it, I'm crashing. And I lay down for all of 40, 45 minutes, and just got more and more restless. In fact, my mind wouldn't stop. And what I was running over again and again and again were all the events from this year that I could put on either a positive list or a negative list. And I've been working on that list for off and on for a few hours. And, uh, and so that's one of the events that I will get to today, but that's going to be later because I'm still thinking about it. I've got about 20 on each side right now. And while that's plenty to do a recording, pause, unpause. Um, I mean, I can think of a huge one. I'm leaving off the list right now that I have to go right down before I forget it again. So I want to give myself four or five more hours just to let my brain remember as many of them as I can, because Whenever I do these um, review uh, uh, inquisitions of myself, uh, it's, it's without a doubt, two, three minutes after I finish the recording, I'll remember one or two. And uh, two or three days later, I'll remember one or two that are just absurd that I forgot them. So knowing that's coming, I'm going to offset as much of that as I can today by exercising, doing chores, and kicking around the house for another four or five hours thinking about it. At which point, I think I'll be so exhausted. Pause. I'm paused. Um, I'll be so exhausted that um, I won't be able to stay awake. So if I don't get myself to at least six or seven o'clock, especially through to dark, well, I'm going to fuck my sleeping schedule up severely. If I can get myself to seven or even eight or nine before I fall asleep, well, then I might be fine. Tomorrow might feel great. Tomorrow's going to feel great no matter what. Just a question of what uh, Thursday's going to feel like. Okay, and I feel good now. I mean, I'm full of adrenaline. I'm about to go do 25 minutes on the Nordic track and then go play tennis. So I do have an active afternoon plan for somebody who has been up as long as I have. But that's okay. I will make it through. Um... But before I get out there playing tennis and having fun, well, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about how to, uh, uh, one, uh, okay, I'm, I'm all in on one conspiracy, and I, I hate that this is the one, but I'm convinced Courtney Love murdered Kirk Cobain, or had him, had him murdered is more appropriate, um, and this is such, to me, a shockingly easy thing to see that once I saw into this, well, then I could see just how much this pattern repeats. And a couple of things that I'm convinced of. Courtney Love is affiliated with the deep state, for sure. How, I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. And, and frankly, I've always hated Courtney Love, just fucking thought she was a dirty, filthy animal, but now I kind of want to fuck her, you know? Like, this whole thing has made me think, I'll bet Courtney is just fucking crazy. Like, literally. But smart as fuck. She strikes me as the kind of uh, um, prodigy that wound up in some military division testing and then just from there, phew, straight to the CIA, NSA, or whatever. Some other three-letter agency no one's heard of. Um, 
But yeah, she killed Kurt Cobain. From fucking money. You know? Of all the things to knock somebody off for. And obviously it couldn't just be money. She had to be seething with jealousy over his talent versus hers. I think of all the things that would that would be just mm, toxic to a relationship. Being in a relationship with somebody who is your creative equal, but better than you. And you know it. And you're fucking good. But you look at them and think, wow. You know, like, what's uh, in Amadeus where Mozart and Salieri? Salieri's, he knows his limits. And he can see that Mozart doesn't have any. That's a, that's a recipe for murder, I guess, right? I mean, isn't that what happened with uh, supposedly Salieri in that movie? He caused Mozart's heat stroke or whatever happened to him. Okay, off that list, onto another. Oh, it's not even a list. First of all, let me get out of the bathroom. Pause. Unpause. Uh, you know what would be a very, very good New Year's resolution for me? would be to write in fucking handwriting that I can reread. Seriously. Yeah, that's like the bank card thing. It's embarrassing. Is it as embarrassing as listening to Don't Ya on Mushrooms? Okay, here's the thing about that song. Is that that roaring bass that comes in, boom, it shakes my whole fucking room. So, not every song on Mushrooms is about sexy time. But that one is. All right, <clears throat> so I'm just going to get through the Chris, Courtney Love thing, Christy Love. Um, I'm going to get through the Courtney Love thing, and then uh, I'll be gone for the afternoon and get back to this in, uh, around dinner time. Um, what is that? Is that my yogurt? That can't be good. Tastes okay to me. All right, so the reason Courtney Love is of interest is because what she did, she did sanctioned, I, I think. I guess, I guess anybody brought up in the culture could easily go rogue on a personal issue and feel justified doing it, especially if they, quote-unquote, adhered to agency protocols or, or um, SOPs just to, just to pull off whatever they do. So this Courtney Love thing could be that. She could have just organized the perfect hit. And then fucking, when the CIA found out about it, I'm sure they, <clears throat> they came, they helped her come correct. Or they cloned her, whatever. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The CIA doesn't do cloning. Who does the cloning? The Russians? I don't even know. So, <clears throat> if if Courtney Love had enough chutzpah to murder Kurt Cobain, her husband, in as large a national spotlight as you could expect, well, then she's... She's a made woman. I mean, she's... I, I can't imagine what she's doing now. It's, it's strange to me to think about the spooks who gave it up. Or at least have moved on to something else. Because you can't... It's like trying to get rid of your, your pedigree as a professional athlete. You're always reflecting upon that period of time in your life. And, and you're processing the world through that lens. You can't, you can never take that lens off. It's there forever. No matter what you go do. And, um, and so, <clears throat> now, so, so what is someone like Courtney Love actually, what, what's her purpose? Why, why would the, why would any agency be interested in her when, I mean, until recently, I thought she was just a, a pig in a trough. 
suckling other pigs on Mud Monday. She was as... If, if I had... A Sandra Bernhardt might be as unattractive. But I, I think Sandra Bernhardt has a way better personality. So she's, though gay, by far the more attractive of the two. Courtney Love is... is I, I have a hard time finding somebody I think is more obnoxious and, and, and just off-putting. Hmm. That'll be something to think about today while I'm playing tennis, too. I'll come up with somebody. She can't be the worst. She can't be the worst. Um, but her, her integration in the music industry, I'm sure, is for multiple uh, uh, levels of information, from drugs to... Uh, to money laundering, to whatever other things are going on at the high level of Hollywood entertainment. And plugged into that scene as tightly as she was, obviously feeds back an enormous amount of information about what's going on up and down the chain in the music industry, and I'm sure in, the, in, in all the other entertainment uh, <clears throat> verticals, because she was that big, and Kurt was even bigger. So, what does any of this have bearing on for anybody in the world other than me and my peculiar interest when it comes to the fucking CIA? Okay. And CIA, if you're listening, hello. Courtney, if you're listening, hello. How you been? What you been doing? Getting home back together anytime soon? You know I love your music. Um, if... Uh, shit. I hate talking to the CIA because it always gets me off track. All right. I don't hate talking to you, CIA. Matter of fact, if you would talk to me, then we could totally have a conversation. I would love to talk to you just to say, so then when you put the bullets in the gun, does your gun get heavier? You know, you can answer questions like that for me. Um, or, or, or we could talk about some shit in Central America. If you'd rather. I mean, I'm open to a lot of topics if I could get one of you to actually pick up a phone. And having given out my phone number on this podcast before, if anybody from the CIA makes contact with me in my email, you can uh, 100% count on me giving you my personal phone number and we can have a conversation for as long as you can stay awake. All right. Because I can stay awake 54 hours right now and that's not on drugs. You can probably do it too, but I bet you're taking drugs. All right. <clears throat> Enough chatter with the CIA. Unless you're there, Courtney Love. And Courtney, I, you can totally have my phone number too. Um, here's, here's, the, here's the iceberg that she represents, the tip of, and what it means for infiltration at all levels. One, every early death... It's suspect, every single one. But when influential or pivotal people get knocked off and they're young, it's so much more likely that they were taken out than it was an accident or that they died of their own hand or they died of a violent car crash, a single car crash incident. The methods developed to surreptitiously snuff out a life by the people here who have the money to put toward that shit is filthy. There's no end to the creative ways that you could be murdered. And come on, CIA, FBI, Mossad, NSA, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side, guys. This is the thing. I don't necessarily agree with what's going on that you're up to, but I totally see how you got there. I totally understand even why it became what it became. I mean, the world isn't so out of whack that you can't reverse engineer where we are, at least if you look. But what I have a problem with is when you got into the CIA, you were thinking you were going to make a better world. You were going to fight bad guys and fucking bring home the bacon, right? And then you realize the world doesn't work that way. The very concept of bad guy is ridiculous. 
And so, I mean, you can look at it this way. You can say, at least I'm working for the one country in the world that's got the cachet to fucking handle problems and, and handle them right. And so you bunny up with whoever your mentor partner is, whatever situational recruiting uh, ladder the CIA adheres to. And then you realize how fucking filthy it all is. Because somebody finally starts unloading the truth to you. And, and I'm sure the first reaction is, oh, fucking, no way, man. I mean, maybe some of that shit's true, but fuck. Not all that shit's true. Not even close. And then you realize your partner's like only telling you about 5% of what's really there. So I, I feel for you so much because you're essentially that person who, and, and there are a ton of Americans in this position. So it's not just the CIA, but they're some of the worst examples. And meaning your soul has been stolen from you by happenstance and, and horrible leadership. And it hasn't been stolen from you. You still have your soul. But you, you, you earned a return trip here. I'll just put it that way. And you're, um, well, no, that's not true. You haven't earned that yet, unless you're dead. What you have is the unbelievably sensitive access to the kind of information that will topple the apple cart. Now, here's the problem. One of you isn't enough. In fact, one agency isn't even enough. Somehow what has to happen is we have to get a whistleblower simultaneously from the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, the DEA, the FDA, the Clown College down in Atlanta, running the health organization. There are the Pentagon, Jesus Christ, the military. Uh, I don't even know if we should, uh, oh, fuck. How, how much truth can this country handle? Very little, that's the truth. So, I feel for you, CIA. I feel for you, FBI, although less. I feel for, how I feel for Homeland Security, for fuck's sake. I feel for the TSA. I feel worse for the passengers, but I do, I do see the TSA's hamstrung, ridiculous, moronic life. So, at least as a CIA agent, you've had a fascinating run. You may have turned into the ultimate cynical anarchist, but you're skilled. You've seen the world. You're smart. You've had great fucking sex in places that other people wouldn't even believe exist. But the price you've paid is that conscience you carry around now. That when it hits you, literally it'll knock you over. Fucking fall down in the shower kind of shit. So... I happily only fall down in the shower when I'm trying to circumvent my, my dishes that I'm washing. Because those get clumsy. Pause. Unpause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing dishes in the bathtub for a year now, almost. Which is, I'll admit, perhaps the dumbest thing I let happen all year. But, <clears throat> in my defense... Do I have a defense on this? Oh, no, here's my defense. I didn't put it on my lists because I had full control over fixing that at almost any point I would have chosen to fix it, and I just never got around to it. I just kept doing dishes in the bathtub because it was easier than going in and piping in new water lines. So, 11 months after my water lines compromised, I'm still doing dishes in the bathtub. But I'm not collapsing under my own conscience, having a fit because I was a CIA agent and still am, maybe, and always will be, at least in my dreams. I'm going to have those nightmares for the rest of my life. Fuck. Okay, like I said, 
many a time, one of, if not the luckiest things that ever happened to me was not getting a job in the military, the CIA, or any other form of law enforcement. Otherwise, whew, well, I'd probably be walking down the aisle with the guardian angel. Huh. I mean, do I mean that? I don't know. She's awfully military. But whatever. So is the rest of my family. I am. And by that, I mean not my family, my sister, my mom, and my dad. We are the, uh, we are the bleeding heart liberals, the shooing spiders out the front door, and um, the very definition of nonviolent. So the rest of my family, however, most of them have been in one version of the service or another and are uh, very good people who have extremely high uh, standards and um, personal values. I admire all of my relatives for different reasons and in good ways. So I'm lucky to have been born into a good family with a lot of really good people doing good things for the family. And what can you say? That's just bonus material. But when you think about all the bonus material I arrived with, boy, I'm doing less than ever. Nah, not, not anymore, but I had a 30-year run there where I basically just sat around eating ding-dongs and playing PlayStation. Um, the equivalent of. Well, I mean, I did a lot of that, and that's time I could have spent doing something better. When I wasn't doing that, I was actually doing a lot of other stuff that was better. But the amount of money I've wasted on drugs and I didn't really waste money on video games because I got all of it back. Shocking what a video game sells for today. Especially those that are 30 old, 30 years old and in really good condition in their original box. People buy those for a lot of money now. And if you're an adult who owned video games, you had a lot of those. But I digress. Courtney Love sent me down a CIA tangent train that I didn't mean to get that far down. Talking to the agents is not my thing. I mean, I'll do it. I do it once in a while just because I really do feel for them. I'll bet they feel... I'll bet they feel misled at the most basic mislead level. And that's a hard... That's a hard chip on your shoulder to walk around with. Because you, you, you earned it. It's not going to go away. And there's nobody that gives a fuck to make it better for you. You're just going to have to live with it. So... Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I talk about anything more upbeat when it comes to the Courtney Love story? Um, well, if she is an agent, how many of them are there? Hundreds. Thousands. Seriously, how many are there? And what's the criteria anymore for divulging information about people. People have given up their privacy. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. It's not like it wasn't important when it was available, but now that it's essentially forever gone to the cameras and phones of our current stupid gerbil-on-a-wheel lifestyle, well, maybe when we all throw our phones in the lake, We'll get back to having some privacy. But until then, I just assume that anybody who wants to get on a computer in Langley and punch my name in with my social security number knows everything there is to know about me. More than I probably know about myself. Like my spending habits, when I tend to go fucking sugar crazy, when I tend to decide that's it, I'm purging, I'm drinking water for 30 days. I bet they can predict things about me that are going to happen next year that the best of my dream guides couldn't even help me with. So, that's the world we live in. The one that, like I said, I just didn't know this was going to be where it all ended up. So in that way, not paying enough attention. It's all my fault. But I'm going to get back to uh, getting some other shit done. How long have I gone here? Oh my God, 25 minutes? Well, fuck. Pause. Hello, universe.
It is, uh, it is, e, uh, sorry, it's 738. Uh, 738, yes. On uh, Tuesday, it's Tuesday, the 19th of December. The year is whatever one you want to call it. And uh, it's now 739. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> why am I energetic? Since I haven't been, the last time I was asleep was at 730 on Sunday morning. And this is strictly weed and uh, productivity. Uh, <clears throat> oh, and it's a gorgeous day. I mean, this is the nicest December I can remember ever in Denver. There have been maybe four or five cold days, but the other days have been 55, 60. I mean, it has been gorgeous. And we had a day that hit 73, for fuck's sake. So, <clears throat> uh, weather report over. One minute of time wasted. Let's see if we can get better here. I already recorded 25 minutes, and that was mostly about Courtney Love and her CIA. Um, I don't think it's a CIA. Uh, do I think it's a CIA? Nah, nah. She's in some, like, uh, Navy NCISSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSS
54 minutes. 54 fucking minutes. 54 fucking minutes. Seriously. Which is why I was being so cavalier on the earlier part of the recording, because I figured I was in for a wait. But no, I think once you've gotten through about four times, and they now know your number, so when you call, they know you're calling about a fucking problem, well, maybe the competency meter goes up as that phone call gets routed. I hope so. I hope so. I hope AI is doing that. I hope it's helping customer service agents that are competent get to those of us that most need them. And frankly, for you customer service agents, if you're lousy at your job, well, you should be taking care of the assholes because you should quit your job and get something else. If you're lousy at customer service jobs on the phone, go get another job. Go work at Dairy Queen for fuck's sake. Seriously, do anything else. You will find yourself reinvigorated and better things will happen in your life. And this goes for any dead-end job that you might be in. Now, I hate to call customer service a dead-end job because you can elevate in that industry. My cousin has done it. But he's paid the price of every overwrought, incompetent management team he's ever had to suffer. So, it's a harsh industry, and there are plenty of other places in the world to land that are a lot more comfortable. So, anytime you think, man, why the fuck am I doing this? You should really go write that down in a notebook about 75,000 times. Why the fuck am I doing this? If you can't answer the question by the time you get to the 75,000th, or let's just call it the 83rd, then why the fuck are you doing it? There's never really much time in my day when I'm not doing something that I exactly know why I'm doing it and what it's for. So, the idea of living in a circumstance where you just monotonously keep walking into something that you don't have any idea why you are even doing it, well, you don't have to live that way. Nope, you don't have to live that way. Well, unless you're a clone and you happen to be Courtney Love and you killed Kurt Cobain and the CIA got pissed so they cloned you and now you don't even know how to sing. Not that you ever did. Now, Courtney, Courtney, I'll say this. If you are a CIA plant, if you're some kind of agent that's working the entertainment scene, well... You did have talent. You did. I actually saw you perform in Seattle in, God, what year would that have been? 96, 7, or 8. Would have been, I think, 96 or 97. It wasn't 98. Um, yeah, fuck. I saw Soundgarden the same year, and I just missed Nirvana at the firehouse. So I loved Seattle. I fucking loved it. So there's some Courtney Love um, camaraderie here building. And I, I admitted earlier, I think I want to fuck you now. So that is a big 174 for me for you because you're a 180. I mean, you were my quintessential example of what I considered the most foul human that existed. So I'm not saying there's love here. But there's some angry lust. Okay. Um, I Okay. Here is the new plan regarding trying to deconstruct if this is the worst year of my life. I can already tell you the answer to that is no. But, well, what's funny is the way that I'm doing this, I've never done before. But I am absolutely going to do this at the end of every year going forward because I'm, it really is giving me a lot to reflect upon how critical we can be of ourselves. Because... The, the first 15 things that came out of my head were all good things. And then the negative started pouring out. And then the negative started pouring out. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. Oh, God, I didn't even put that down. Shit, man, that should be at the top of the list. That kind of thing. And, and I'm like, once in a while, I'm coming across one that I think belongs on both lists. Or I come up with a, a, a something to put on the positive list. And then I don't come up with anything else after five more negatives. And then the positives started flowing again. So what I think I have to do here 
since we're already at the 19th of December, I'm going to run this all the way to New Year's Eve. And on New Year's Eve, I am going to review everything I can remember about this year that affected me for the positive or the negative and tally up where the year comes down. And I guarantee you it's going to come down more positive than negative. And, oh God, if that isn't just so me to find the negative, even in a year filled with positive. And to do it in such a way as to claim that I'm now experiencing the worst year of my life. I mean, I have always been a drama queen. I do not mind when people call me that. In fact, a lot of times I'm like, bingo. (laughs) But I don't like, I don't like the idea that I was selling myself short. That I so easily dismissed what was on the upswing, which is a lot of shit, for one significant um, lesson learned. That uh, in what I what I can describe as um, the only time I've really ever, I think, uh, see, I don't know, did I have my heart broken? How can I have my heart broken with somebody I never got engaged, never even engaged with, never moved past work friends? Like, uh, this is so embarrassing to talk about. It's, I mean, it's not embarrassing to talk about. It's what I went through. And what I went through was a significant roller coaster of emotional turmoil, including hour-long sob fests that weren't even related to the circumstance specifically, but were triggered by all the emotional chaos that was being mm, swirled up within me. And I'll admit, once it starts, I can't stop it. It's going to realize. And fearing some sort of, I don't know, mental breakdown even. Well, I up and just quit my job. I thought, I don't need this. I don't need this at all. This is taxing. This is everything I don't want in my interactions with people. And it was such a flip-flop in sentiment that it did break my heart. But it was real. And, uh, and I've never talked to anyone about it. I've talked on this thing for it. But even there, I've been discreet because I don't like being interpersonal with people who other people can listen to this and know exactly who I'm talking about. That seems out of line. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm willing to go this far. I do think that this person is potentially a guardian angel who's been trapped on this planet for a thousand cycles. And in so doing has become rather um, guarded around the edges and in the middle and in the uh, infield, the outfield, across the uh, crossbar, over there in the goal. And if there happens to be a cricket widget, I'm sure there too. So, I and I, <laughs> I did think for at least a month or two <clears throat> that potentially I was here to remind this person of all the greatness that they had forgotten about themselves. But turns out not. <laughs> So, on to other things we go. Um, Yeah. So, 2023 is definitely a year of misreads for me. Well, one huge one. And I don't usually misread. Not at a scale that is a six-month endurance setback. Never. I mean, never. Never have I made that mistake. Never have I even tiptoed into an area that could provide that mistake. I don't... uh, So... So neophyte, yes. Neophyte I was this year. It's in, in territories, I thought I couldn't be fucking hoodwinked. I'll say that much. So do I think I was hoodwinked? Somewhat. I have to at this point. But I also know that I was genuine the whole time. Everything I did was forthright and with great intention. And I am super proud of how well I handled myself throughout all of my interactions with all my coworkers, including the guardian angel. But I think at some point 
If you start to misread me, I think you can misread me entirely. And if you do that, then I can look like an overbearing fruitcake who uh, is really into making cookies or other things too. But you can have an opinion of me that is diametrically wrong, but you've earned it and you've just noticed the 5% things of me that characterize me as something absurd instead of the other 95% of me that balances out whatever quirkiness you might have endured. That said, that's my best explanation as to where things went and how they got there. But I'll never know. And I don't care. And I don't even... If somebody was knocking on my front door and wanted to explain themselves, I'd say, get the fuck off my porch. I do not want to hear it. Whatever explanation you have, I've already got a better one. So, goodbye. And... Ah... <laughs> uh, I guess it took a month to get over the shock of what um, <laughs> insensitivity had been played here. But whatever, you know, fuck, the world's an insensitive place. There are plenty of insensitive motherfuckers out there. So running into one now and again doesn't uh, tear down that which uh, makes you good or makes you happy or makes you fulfilled or even gives you enough um, reflection to slow down unless you let it and I'll admit I let it in February but I got over that got over it quick and as the disruptions occurred again well hmm let's just say I came out of that on top and that was not some weird sexual reference nor was it anything indicating that I came out with benefit I came out with my soul so much more um, comforted and tranquil than I thought it could be. And, oh God, I'm talking about my soul. Seriously. What do we, what do we what, I might as well talk about my, my unicorn. Although, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to be anything other than just me. And I don't say things inconsistently. I don't lie. Uh, I don't embellish. And I don't have a need uh, to make anything fantastical up because I live in fantastical. I have so much fantastical that I, I don't get to at all. And like, for instance, that unicorn thing. But I just, you know, fuck, I don't want to find out that there may be a trail of unicorn tears. I don't need to know that. I don't even want to know that. I have too much know already. And I'll never get through it all. The static that can, that can overwhelm my head when I have way too many ideas simultaneously trying to make room for themselves, well, it just doesn't work for me. Which is why I always start a day with a couple of simple thoughts and hope to just work through those in whatever elasticity my mind will let them flow. I give them front door and back door access so that I'm not consumed by them throughout the day, but I'm checking in with them in different circumstances to see if I've developed anything uniquely insightful. So that's why I want to let this whole thing with the year run for another 10 days, 12 days. Hey, 12 days of uh, 2023. On the first day of 2023, 12 days, my, what does it give to me? How about um, some Princess Leia headphones that fit me poorly? Yes, but I do love them because they're the only thing that gets loud. I hate Android Bluetooth earbuds. It's like listening to somebody whisper at you. Blech. All right, that's not what I got on to talk about. And uh, I also don't think I'm going to do Am I an Adult tonight. Or am I a grown-up? Uh, am I grown-up is, is the, the list. And I have 15 things that say I am and 15 things that say I'm not. Like, uh, I've never voted. Did I vote once? I might have voted my freshman year of college. I might have voted for, um, for uh, the dude from Massachusetts. Oh, why can I not think of his name? Got out of the tank. Anyway, um, I might have voted for him. 
But if I voted, I voted for him only because I was in Connecticut. I didn't even know who the senators were. I mean, I was not politically savvy in the least. Uh, that's why I voted for Michael Dukakis. If I voted, I'm not sure that I did because it was fall of freshman year. They were registering us and I may not have gone over there or I may have. I don't remember. But that's the only chance in my life that I could have voted. Otherwise, I've never voted. Now, I have a felony record, so that's part of it. But that's not the all of it. The all of it is when I discovered blackboxvoting.org and what Bev had done to uncover the compromised code in the machines. Well, what was the point? Seriously, what's the fucking point? And if you haven't seen what Bev has discovered about the machines we use to vote, well, you should go to blackboxvoting.org and check it out. Because that little grandmother was one of the most important investigative journalists at the beginning of the 21st century, and nobody knows who she is because her story never made headway. That it should have, as they were watching the votes manipulate themselves in the code as they processed it. It's fucking fascinating. But what are you going to do? So, we're not here to talk about politics. I'm willing to admit that everything's rigged, that everyone who's gotten into a position of power is doing everything they can to keep that position of power and to expand that power. And because there's only so much power literally to be had in the universe, well, those people are starting to bump uglies. And bump uglies the ugly way, not the fun way. They are, well, how do you create more power for yourself if the power limits have been reached? Well, you steal someone else's power. And that's where we are. That's the game we're playing. Yes. People are now in a position to have to defend themselves against the attacks of others strictly coming to expand the empire. And, of course, this is where it goes. It goes here every time. People playing the game just think they can beat it. They know that this is the inevitability. But don't we all, at some level, think, yeah, I know, but... I haven't tried it yet, so maybe I'm the one that's going to break the cycle. As you burn inside your house in the Maui fire. I'm sorry, I did not need to bring that dark reference up. That was way too dark. I'm leaving that in because that's where my mind went. Um, yeah, I've been, I gotta say, uh, rec recent uh, random expulsions from my mouth have been dark. To the point I'm a little concerned. Like, I don't usually throw out dark comedy. That Maui reference is, is not even really comedy. That's, that's, almost, um, that's almost gratuitous horror. But having felt the wrongness of that particular exchange, I do apologize again. But I'm dropping it. I won't do it again. But I know I will have something come out of my mouth sometime later this week that is borderline funny, but is dark. And this is, this is ominous for me because I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm never this way. I am Winnie the Pooh, baby. There is no darkness on the horizon that I see. So when I feel my mind go shifting to the, um, nice, go shifting to the black humor, well, I, I wonder why I do. And my tinnitus the last two days. Oh, my fucking God. I don't know if it's ever been worse. And it's awful right now. It has been awful this whole time. It's been awful the whole day. And I haven't been able to ignore it because it is awful. It is constant. And it is, it is two, three times what it's normally piercing. It is loud. I even couldn't get rid of it at the tennis courts, which is, I've never suffered it at the tennis courts. So, fuck, man. Okay. Um... Now that I don't have my uh, list of reasons that this year was both good and bad, or I'm not going to divulge them now. I'm going to save them for the 31st. Or I may divulge a few. Let's see if I have any really good ones on the list. Um, I'll, I'll do one gratuitous bad and one gratuitous good thing. Okay. Um, the bad thing, um, well, Walmart accused me of shoplifting, and I wasn't shoplifting. Yeah. 
And I'm not going to get into this, but you can go back and listen to the episode to get the full details because I'm not saying I'm an innocent babe in all this, but Walmart fucked up. And I find that, I find that ironic, especially if you listen to the episode. So I've never been accused of shoplifting ever, except the two times that I was actually caught shoplifting. And so this third time, I guess, was a charm because I wasn't shoplifting. Um, But I've never been back to that Walmart since. They pissed me off. And again, go listen to the episode. I'm not getting into it. All right. Um, What was on the good list? Uh, Oh, I don't want to jinx myself. I can't say that one. Um, Okay. I, well, no, because that's too long a story. Um, Oh, hey, no murders. Meaning, um, there were no um, egregious animal kills, bunnies, squirrels, birds, one raccoon, um, from my dog or my cat this year. I hate when they catch an animal and kill it. And Phoebe only did it once, but she, she got a rabbit. And Millhouse, Millhouse killed four or five. Well, he killed two squirrels and a raccoon. Uh, killed a bird. But I didn't have any murders this year because both my animals went down. They were in rough shape, so they didn't exactly have the get up and go to go hop out a bunny. But, yeah, I, I mean, and, and when they bring them in half dead, oh, that's the worst. I mean, what do you do? You have to kill the thing. It's awful. I've murdered a bird and a bunny because they weren't dead. So, that is one reason not to own pets. Because, yeah, 95% of what they bring you is dead. But one out of 20 of those motherfuckers is still alive. And if it's a cat, they'll usually take care of it themselves. But if your dog does it, well, they just think, well, do you want to play with it? Okay, go ahead. You're going to hit it with a shovel? I'm going to watch. This is going to be cool. I think that's what dogs are thinking, at least. Um, Okay. And no, okay, maybe I did hit the bird with a shovel, but the bunny, oh man, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, the, uh, so the list will grow as far as it can go. And um, some of the other things, like thematically that I'm looking at, um, well, I put on the positive side my podcast, because I've had some really positive experiences coming out of this, and I'm enjoying it and finding it fulfilling, so... All of those things went from tepid in year one to enthusiastic in year two. And I can't wait for year three. I don't even fucking know what I'm going to do. But I do know that I'm going to do some new adventurous shit. So, you know, that I will get more in depth with on New Year's Eve. Um, But then there were some that made the list on both sides. Because I purged Lily out of my life. The delusional schizophrenic. And that's good and bad. But it's mostly good. But the bad that's bad has teeth. And will be bad until I've seen her again. Or hear of her in some other capacity. And I check the jails now and again, hoping I might run into her so I could go randomly visit her. But I haven't seen her show up. And what's funny, I don't consider this funny. Fuck you, AT&T. But... The number that I got from AT&T, well, boy, do they get a lot of calls from Jefferson County inmate uh, call center or something. Uh, I can tell you exactly what it is, actually. Hold on, because they call me all the time. And I can't even do anything about it because I don't know who they are. I have no idea who's calling me because what happens, it's the Jefferson, no, that's me calling Jefferson Sheriff. Okay, yeah, it is the Jefferson Sheriff. 303-952-4912. It's this automated message that asks you if you want to put 20 bucks into an account so that you can receive this collect call from jail. And no, I don't. I don't know who's calling me. There's no one in jail that I know. And so, and my phone number gets 
all kinds of collection calls. And I pick every one of them up. I, I, whenever I get a number from California, I'm like, sweet, I wonder what they fucking owe now. Because, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I must have talked to six different accounts that are all after whoever used to have my phone. And I've, at, at first, it was annoying. Now, frankly, I kind of want to put 20 bucks in the account just to see who the fuck this person is. Because they've been in jail since before Thanksgiving. I feel sorry for them. I think I've narrowed it down to like four people. Because I, I, I know the first time I got the call was either the day they got arrested or the next day. Or any time that week. Like, I've looked all across that week. But you don't start making the calls incessantly unless you just got there. And now I get a call twice a week, maybe three times a week. And when I do get calls, I get like three of them. But I don't have a way to fund the account because I don't know who's calling me. So I can't go put money in the account for them so they can call me. I have to create an account and allow this person to access my account. And so fuck no. Even for 20 bucks. Even if I, well, if I bought a temporary card, maybe that would work. I mean, it is, it is a, a fun little side mystery that just is there to nag at me. But so should that be on the good list or the bad list? That might make both. Okay. <clears throat> I, uh, I wanted, I probably have already lost a train of thought that I was on, but we're going to get away from Purge Lily and talk about cuckolds. This has to be the single least explicable kink I've ever heard of is somebody wanting to watch their partner have sex with another person. It is beyond bizarre to me. It is so off-putting that the only thing I would consider it is fucking torture. And I'm not speaking to a threesome group sex or any kind of orgy situation. I don't mean anything like that. I mean the specific act of sitting and watching, knowing you aren't going to participate, knowing, in fact, that you aren't involved, that you are only appreciated for your discreet non-participation and disappearance into the wallpaper design. It is... It is... The, the, I, I mean, I don't get what people that want to get shit on either. But if that's your thing, like, I guess I just think you're filthy. But I wonder about your emotional context if you enjoy watching intimacy being delivered not to you but to somebody else i i don't know it just has always it's like pedophilia i can't find any hum of resonance to even understand it it just rings wrong whenever i look at it and whatever i hear of it always looks wrong it's just wrong there's no other explanation it's absolutely wrong. Now, I don't consider cuckold nearly anywhere the kink. When pedophilia is not a kink, it's a disorder. But this isn't to try to wander into territories where Venn diagrams overlap. No, no overlap here. That isn't the point. The point is, as foreign to me as pedophilia is, is how foreign this kink is. And how foreign the language of Mandarin Chinese is. I know none of that either. And I don't think I'll ever learn it because it looks like something I don't want to know. Much like what it's like to watch your wife get fucked by another guy. So, I have in the back of my head just, I'm, I've never, I wouldn't watch these videos because to me they're sad. So I've never seen them. As a matter of fact, the only porn I ever watched was POV because what else would you want to watch? I mean, if that's not your first choice, who the fuck are you? Like, what really are you doing? Um, and if your answer is, well, I'm bisexual, so I like to watch them both. Hey, interesting. Good for you. I see that. Um, I see that, yeah. But I, POV, with whoever I can uh, determine is not my ex-girlfriend, and I'm good to go.
and I don't even do it anymore because you don't need it. The one thing I will say about stopping watching porn is you start to have sexy thoughts again. And so what I think I've now come to accept in the cuckold kink variety is it's a result of watching porn. Too much porn. Getting your head unscrewed on through porn. Here's my theory. And I'm sure that this isn't, this is, this is a basic concept. So I'm sure 9 million people have already stated this. I don't go seeking out a lot of media. So I don't know who might have said this. And I certainly am not listening to porn uh, broadcasts in any capacity. So if this is theoretically developed in some women's studies, um, uh, look at the effects of porn on men. Great. I would like to read the book. But I'll put it a little more succinctly than a thesis in college. What I think is if you spend your developmental, or frankly, most of your 20s, finding your fulfillment via a screen, you start to want your fulfillment vicariously. And so you start to think about what it'd be like to watch your wife get fucked because you love watching the girl next door get fucked. And in fact, you have to think about that girl next door getting fucked while you're fucking anybody else because that's what gets you off. And so the natural extension of that is to just move out of the scene and become the director or not even become the director, become the guy who won the radio ticket to go watch a day of filming of Indiana Jones, a new movie. Lucky motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. That would be terrible. But if, if you, if you, if you aren't 45, 40 or older, and frankly, 50 is where it happened for me. At some point, you start to understand that you have become the influence of some long-term um, acquisitions or um, hmm, um, sideshows that you've uh, never rid yourself of, like porn. And I will never go back to, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are days when I'm like, ooh, I think I'm going to beat, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to beat off to porn. Like, I will take the 15 minutes it takes to enjoy masturbating all the way through instead of just looking for three minutes of bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. It, it diminished, in my mind, my mental sexiness. Like, I just didn't need to think that way anymore because why think that way when you can just look? And <clears throat> I'm telling you, this is corrosive to the male sex identity. A lot of your sex life happens in your imagination. And we've ripped that away and put it all on a screen. Because how much can you imagine a sexy time if you watch a lot of porn? You've already endured what your brain can handle by saturating it with imagery that, frankly, even even when I would accidentally end up in certain categories where it was just like, I mean, I love sex with women. I fucking love it. And I love everything about a woman's body. And I love everything about exchanging the intimacy that is physical with women. But I will always love their minds more. I will always love their intentions and actions above their bed performance. I mean, in bed performance, who gives a shit? You're either an A or an A minus in my book. Like, how bad can it be? So, the idea that you want to not, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to deny somebody a perversion that works for them. You know, if you like watching your wife get fucked by your goddamn neighbor, I mean, I'm not one to stop you. I'm one to applaud you, frankly, for finding that. What'd you do to endure to get to that point? But for me, even threesomes are a little weird. I've only had, well, I've had two and a half. <laughs> but, well, no, I've had three and a half. 
Well, four if you count that one. Four and a half. Oh, fuck. That doesn't count, though. I mean, there's, I didn't even hook up. But there was some sex going on. I think I've told that story, too. But that's way back. Way back. I might have to revisit some of my best stories because I only told them once. But I'm not going to go through some of the ones that make me cry every time. You can go listen to those just like I can anytime I want to hear myself cry. Um, crying tears of joy, mostly. Um, so this cuckold thing is just, again, to me, a minor uh, point of interest in what is a full-scale blown epidemic of men losing their sexual identity to screens. And I see why they do it. Fuck yeah, I do. Beating off six times a day to three-minute videos is pretty goddamn efficient and rewarding and drains you of all your semen so you can fucking sleep. And if you're not getting laid regularly, literally keeps you from becoming a menace. So there's all kinds of reasons to fall into porn as a habit and even as a lifestyle. But I don't know that that's a good idea. And I'm one who was a horny, horny motherfucker. I had two different girlfriends walk into me and find me masturbating to porn on the computer. One of them joined me. The other one fucking hated me for it. So, again, I think even the universe sent me mixed signals about this is a decision you have to make for yourself. And if you're overindulging or allowing it to become literally an avenue for fulfillment, well then, step back. See if you can't take two months off of porn and masturbate the real way with your mind. You can do that. Well, then watch all the porn you want. What do I care? And if you want to watch your wife get fucked, what do I care? Okay, I do care a little bit, right? I still think you might be somewhat broken or have some bad experiences in your past or just maybe you're weird. But maybe I'm weird too, right? Being weird's all right. Yeah, I like being weird. 